Mazda presents The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle and Adam Wilde. I've been told that as host of the podcast, I need to take a step back. I need to I need to hold off because because Steve and Jesse want to start the show with something they claim could take the entire first segment. Not to put too much pressure on you guys, could take the entire first segment of the show. I, I don't think us being long-winded, especially me, uh, would be a surprise to anybody. I think when people hear the idea, they're going to know. All right. And it's not like you can't participate. Oh, okay. No, that's fine. Oh, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. But it's, oh, this yeah. is your baby. I, I don't even know what it is. Not really, but... So, Team Canada, for sure going to win game two, right? Mm-hmm. If they lose, I'm going to just go ahead and straight up say it's rigged. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. they want a third game. <laughs> yeah. Like, if they lose, it's rigged. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, they're an all-star team. They're better than an all-star team. Yes. Team Europe is, I would say, an above, I would say middle-of-the-pack playoff team. Is what you told me in the elevator. Is what I told Jesse. So then I said... How many NHL teams could beat Team Europe in a seven-game series? <laughs> and now we're going to look at the rosters and figure it out. Are we really going to do this? We but are so doing this. This seems a little bit arduous, guys. Are you really sure you want to go this road? I do, because I don't know what arduous means. Okay, well, it just seems like it's <laughs> going to be like, are we going to go through 30 NHL teams and compare them? You to bet. The, no. I mean, we could. We could have just, here's what we could do. What could we do? We could go and use our, our our sparkling brand new copies of NHL 17 and do a oh. and do a, a little bit of it like just do a sim and see what happens. I mean we That's could we could accurate. go through. It's not gonna we're not gonna no. do that. We're just simply not No. Why? Why where is your PlayStation, Adam? Is it in this podcast? It's not here, but I mean th- there's this stuff called content that you come back to over the course of several shows. When I don't know if you guys ever, ever heard about that. that. We've done that many times. Listen. Listen, I'm no. just saying. Like, I'm, I'm just saying, okay? Because maybe what we'll do is we'll, we can talk about it now, and then we can actually try it out on NHL 17 and see what that says. A for Anaheim. So if we go to Anaheim... Oh, yeah. And the condition we put mm-hmm. was... You put. I put. That's right. Is if that Team Europe... If there is a Team Europe player on the team we're talking about, they do not count towards the NHL team. They are simply on Team Europe. Okay. Because if we are total fantasying this... You can't have Marion Gabrick versus Marion Gabrick. You cannot. Okay. Top five teams from last year. Okay, let's look that up. Washington, Dallas, St. Louis, Pittsburgh, Chicago. Do any of those teams lose to Team Europe in a seven-game series? I'll just straight up say, so this will this will make Adam very happy. There's no need to go on because, no, all five of those teams would kill Europe. Yeah. All five. Here, you want me to read off Team Europe? Yeah, because, let's, let's, let's get some context here, yes, for sure. Because, um, you know, I watched them play. I saw them beat Sweden, and I was, I was somewhat impressed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I missed the very, very, very beginning of the game. I get there for the very, very, very beginning of Canada-Europe game one, and they go through the whole lineup, and I went, oh, oh dear, this is going to be a massacre. Well, as we said on the last episode, there's a couple of guys, a couple of their, t- couple of their top defensemen, Seidenberg and Erhoff, that don't have jobs in the NHL. Yes, and uh, as if the dangle jinx helped him, Seidenberg supposedly has an offer on the table with the Islanders. So I bet he's going to be blocking all kinds of shots in game two. <sighs> Yep. 
I bet uh, Erhoff as well. Yeah. Uh, they're just going to try their hearts out and oh, blow out they, their NCL. Oh, what's that in their throat? Oh, they, they're uh, sick. They can't dress. Oh, that sucks. They're going to blow out their freaking knees. Yeah. <laughs> Here's Team Europe. Okay. Forwards. Pierre-Edouard Belmar from the Flyers, in case you didn't know who that was. Mikel Bodker. Leon Dreisaitl. You can say where the teams are, what teams they're from. Oh, yeah, sure. Mikel Bodker, Colorado Avalanche. And that large pause was me going, he's on the Avalanche? <laughs> yeah, I thought he was a coyote. <laughs> I, I don't know. Leon Dreisaitl, Edmonton Oilers, Germany. Marion Gabrick, who will not be in the lineup tonight, uh, LA Kings. Yannick Hansen of the Vancouver Canucks. Marion Hossa. You know who these guys are players for. Anze Kopitar. Nino Niederreiter. Franz Nielsen. Detroit now, by the way. Tobias Reeder, Thomas Tatar, Thomas Vanek, Mats Zuccarello. I'd be stoked if any of those guys played for the Leafs. That doesn't... Chicago? I think that... Now, here's the problem. Chicago mm. doesn't have Marion Hosa. I don't know if that's a problem. <laughs> oh, that's a problem. <laughs> well, I, I, don't, good. I don't know if it's a problem for... I don't know if it's as much a problem now as it would have been five years ago. Mm, yes, and this is the thing. Right? Like, when they won their first cup, Marion Hosa was pretty key in that. Didn't he want oh, to score a game-winning goal? And, like, he was he was doing... I mean, he had just come remember. off... And he had played for... It was Pit- the third straight cup final. <laughs> yeah, Pittsburgh when they lost to Detroit, and Detroit when they lost to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then went to Chicago and finally won one. Mm-hmm. And I believe he scored a Game 7 winner. I swear. I swear it was in the conference finals or something. Can't remember. All the Chicago Cups blur together. Lucky they do. Jerks. They do. Um, defense, uh, defenders for Team Europe. Zdeno Chara. Has there been a sadder thing at this tournament than watching the aging of Zdeno Chara in front of our eyes? I honestly haven't really noticed it. What? Yeah. Getzlaff has. The reason, yeah, well, <laughs> I think the reason is that... Um, to be completely honest, and, and we're, this is one of the things I wanted to get to from um, get get to in a, in the next segment whenever we, we we finish up with this is how this matchup is so boring. Um, I found Sweden Europe far more interesting than this, oh, and and Europe yeah. anyone far more interesting than this. But we'll get to that. So I guess I really had trouble paying attention in the first game. I'll be completely honest; I re- really struggled paying Me attention. Me too. So I'm I- not alone. Like, okay. Thank thank goodness Brad Marchand cares. <laughs> well, didn't seem like team, cares. It seemed like Team Canada felt like how I felt in the second period because they didn't play particularly well. No. They didn't need to. Ex- exactly. <laughs> they didn't need to. And that's not how you want your finals to be, right? 100%. Anyway, continue. Uh, Zdeno Chara, mm-hmm. Christian Erhoff, who's a UFA. Roman Yossi has been great. Probably one of the best defensemen in the NHL. Lucas Spiza. That guy shouldn't even be on the Canucks. <laughs> Let alone Team Europe. Dennis Seidenberg, who's a UFA. Andre Sakara of the Oilers. Mark Streit of the Philadelphia Flyers. And your goalies were Freddie Anderson. If you have an international team, mm-hmm. your forwards and and or defense, at least one of one or the other, should be top five in the NHL. Anze Kopitar is, wouldn't you say? No, no. I mean the whole group. Oh. Well, I mean, look at no the countries involved. No one in the involved. NHL has the forwards of Russia. 
You know what I mean? No one in the NHL has the defenders of Sweden. No one in the NHL has the dysfunction of Team USA. <laughs> I mean, uh, Columbus. Uh, <laughs> 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 right, okay. I mean, yeah. uh, LA will in a couple Edmonton years. in last year. <laughs> and the goalies are Grice, Grubauer, and Halak. So, and we'll formally, and I, I think you got to include Anderson in there. You can't give Anderson to the Leafs in this. You know what? That's fair. Yeah. That's he fair. was picked they for that team. Freddie Anderson, and he played in a preseason match. <laughs> because otherwise, what they currently have are the Islanders goalies <laughs> and Grubauer. So they got the Islanders starter, the Islanders backup, and the Capitals backup. By the way, the Islanders must just be sweating bullets right now. Like, no, like both goalies from the Islanders. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, it's not like both are going to get hurt, but Halak might, because he's got to pull a rabbit out of the hat. Yep. or they lose. Yep, absolutely. So he's got to try, and I mean, he's and he's gonna. Done, he has done it before. He did it in Montreal. It's it's he's capable of it. But holy smokes, you don't want that guy being injured if you're the Islanders after so what happened last year. How far down the list do you have to go to find a team that'll lose to team? Okay, so what are the next? What are the next five? So Whoa, we, who are the first five again? Sorry? The first five are Washington, Dallas, St. Louis, Pittsburgh, Chicago. No, okay. no, 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 no. Yeah. Next five: Anaheim, Florida, L.A., New York. New York. I can see. Mm-hmm. I don't we'll know see, what they would beat the Islanders because who the, gets I, the goalies. The uh, Europe does no. Well, Europe doesn't get Grubauer because they had to replace him with Anderson. No, no. Europe, uh, no. Grice is their backup. Grice is the backup. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't get Grice. I will Europe accept get, that. Mm-hmm. Grice is the Islanders goalie. So it's still Halak versus Grice. Or Anderson versus Grice. Or Anderson versus Grice. That's a bad matchup. <laughs> well, so, but Anderson's... Anderson's oh, you, mean, you mean just Grice is not a match? You're oh, not saying yeah. Anderson's no, I'm bad. saying the Islanders like, are Anderson screwed. didn't instantly become bad now that he's a Leaf, Steve, okay? <laughs> no, that's not what I said. That's not what I said. <laughs> all right, so all right. So Europe wins that? I think they have a somebody? chance at that. I feel like they have... I don't know why. I think I got to get it out of my head. Florida's a powerhouse. They're good. They yeah. are so sneaky good. I, and and sneaky good because Roberto Luongo is still a top-flight goaltender. Yep, and Reimer's going to be their starter for the first month yeah. or so of the season, but... Uh, the only my only other reservation there is the Rangers lose Zuccarello, mm. but the fact that it's still debatable is kind of concerning. And I kind of think I'm of the feeling, and I said this last year too, so maybe I'm totally wrong, I'm probably totally wrong again. But I feel like the Rangers are where where LA is going. They're they're going to fall off a cliff one of these days. It's I mean Lundqvist played extraordinarily well, so I don't think this year's the year as long as he's in and playing. Rangers are fine. I think the power shift in the NHL is going to be swift and sudden. And it's probably going to come right after the expansion draft is done. If it doesn't come this season. Steve Dangle, everyone. Hold him to yes. it. All right. Next next five. Next five would be San Jose, Tampa, Philly, Nashville, Detroit. San Jose finished that low, huh? Yeah. yeah I don't. There's no way they beat. I could see Detroit. And Tampa's in there? Yeah, Tampa finished 12th. In what? The, in the league. Yeah, there's yeah. no way Tampa... There's no way. All right, one more time because I was too busy screaming. <laughs> the, the next five were San Jose, Tampa, Philly, Nashville, Detroit. I can see Philly and I can see Detroit, but I can't see Nashville. Especially now. Philly would lose Belmar. Oh, but but Nashville would lose Yossi. And straight... Oh, and Nashville would lose Do they Yossi. Beat but they have two They get destroyed by San Jose. Oh, okay, fine. They get... Not a chance they beat San Jose. They get completely murked by San Jose. Yeah, and Yossi, yeah, you don't have Yossi, but you still have Subban. Yeah. This is sad. All right, <laughs> this is sad. Next you five. know what? I thought this would be great. It's just kind of so sad. How many teams we got so far? Three? 
that the I team would, beats? Let's give them three. Detroit, Philly, and the Islanders. Islanders. Because Detroit of the goaltending situation with the Islanders, yes. by the way. Nobody get offended, please. Yeah. Ariel, go ahead and get See, offended. Detroit wouldn't have Thomas Tatar. Oh, wait. Yes, yeah, so Europe would certainly beat them. Oh, let's give them three teams. Three teams. Okay. Next five were Boston, Minnesota, Carolina, Ottawa, New Jersey. Mm. I can see Ottawa. I can't see them beating New Jersey. They would, yeah, they'd probably beat Ottawa. Because New Jersey's got... They'd probably beat Carolina. America's number one goaltender that never played, which is Corey Schneider. And when Schneider plays... And now Taylor Hall. And who else? They, who else? Who was it? It was it was Jersey, Ottawa... Boston, Minnesota, Carolina. See, I could be, see them maybe beating Minnesota, too. Because mm-hmm. I think Minnesota's kind of like a house of cards. You take out a couple guys, and the rest of the team just goes... Puh. And we did forget one. They would have to play a Kopitarless LA Kings. Oh, do we do we talk about LA yet? Yeah, we passed. We did. Yeah, You're right. I, I, I was like, wait, I sure hope they finish. And a Gabrickless. And a Gab. Well, both of them don't have Gabrick. Are we assuming he's healthy now? Gabrick. Well, yeah, See? of course. Yeah, yeah. Because we're assuming Anderson's healthy. Europe oh, yeah. gets Gabrick yeah, yeah. and and Kopitar. That's a tight so one. we up to six teams. Sure. If we give them Carolina, Ottawa. <laughs> mm-hmm. LA? Sure. Okay. Oh, well, you definitely teams. give them Carolina. And then we go to the next five are Colorado, Montreal, Buffalo, Arizona, Winnipeg. They don't beat Montreal if Carey Price is healthy, so we're assuming he is, because everybody's got to be healthy in this situation. They don't beat Montreal. It's Carey Price. Okay, fine. They don't beat Montreal. Fine. fine. Who is it? Uh, Colorado, Buffalo, Arizona, Winnipeg. Colorado's a toss-up. Buffalo's kind of a toss-up too. They're getting better. Mm. This year's Buffalo Sabres, yeah. This year's Sabres? I I am I'm not a believer. So not a believer in mm-hmm. Robin Leonard. Otherwise, I think Buffalo's okay. Um I just think they're they're so strong up front. They are so strong they're up pretty front. Strong. Jack Eichel and and everybody else who's playing with them. <laughs> I mean, Jack Eichel and whoever you want and to dress that particular night. Unders, yeah. yeah, I mean there's there's so much Talent and potential there. I agree with you. I still think that they made one of the dumbest trades they could have made when they traded um, their goaltender at the trade deadline a year oh, and a half ago. Um, Neuverth. I still think that was a terrible trade. I thought it was a terrible idea, and they're still paying for it because I don't think Robin Leonard's the guy. Well, they traded down on trading down. Yeah. yeah. Weird. Um, okay, next. So we give the wins to Montreal, and that's it? Let's give Montreal them, and Buffalo? Let's give Europe four of the five. Four yeah, they the don't five. beat Montreal. So we're at ten. Okay. And the final five are Calgary, Columbus, Vancouver, Edmonton, Toronto. I don't, don't think they beat Calgary. They don't beat Calgary now. No. They beat last year's. Calgary. Yeah, but we're talking, we're talking about talking this year's. This year's, yeah. Let's give them four of that five then. So hold on, so Calgary? 14 teams? Calgary? Calgary, Columbus, Vancouver, Edmonton, Toronto. <sighs> they beat the Leafs. Come they on, beat guys. the Leafs. So they don't have, Leafs don't have a goalie. Yeah, they yeah, beat. but well, we'd have Enroth. Oh yeah, I didn't yeah. even think of that. We'd have Enroth, but yeah, Enroth yeah. yeah. versus Anderson. Right? And yeah, yeah, I mean, this year's Leafs have barely—they haven't played together. We don't even no. know what this year's Leafs lineup <laughs> looks like. So yeah, we give we give them the Leafs. <laughs> okay, so fourteen total teams, half the NHL. That's what middle of the pack, middle of the pack NHL <laughs> team, fringe playoff team. <laughs> Absolutely. Now there's going to be a team or he, here or there that you disagree with us on, but most of the part. I mean, that's pretty. I, mean, I think that's did, pretty fair. We didn't spend a amazing amount of time on any of the teams. You particular. didn't look at the Corsi yeah. differential. <laughs> Actually, so and so is criminally underrated. Who cares? <laughs> Shut up. That was fun. <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. Was yeah. it fun? It wasn't the whole thing. I'm kind of glad now. Can I, it wasn't the whole thing. Can I? Can I? Um, 
interest you guys in, in what I was going to start the show with. And it's not, I'm not upset. I think that was a really cool thing to go through. But the, the, the thing I was going to start the show with was one of the grossest sentence I've, sentences I've ever heard. Ooh. One of the grossest sentences I've ever heard. Is it hockey related? It is. It's not. Only no. as it pertains to this show. Mm. Okay. I was having a conversation with Steve as I pulled into the parking lot down here today. Ew. And this thing, the thing Steve said is, ew, Jesse is touching the egg in my sandwich. And for some reason, I wanted to barf as soon as you said that. I don't know why, but there's something about saying this person is touching the egg in my sandwich. You know what it is? It's because it's egg. It's something about like a gelatinous object. Yeah. If you touched like the bread, Mm -hmm. if it was like some other kind of meat. Ham or cheese. Vegetable. Yeah. But you touch the... Touching ham is better than touching... Touching your... Putting your fingers on meat is better than touching egg. Listen, Okay. Let's let's get this out of the way. Don't touch my sandwich, man. <laughs> but if you're gonna touch my sandwich, at least make it a non-egg sandwich. No, I don't play by Fair those enough. rules. So when the NHL, I just rules. thought I'd throw that out there. When the Not NHL looks at the World Cup, um, the way they say they're going to look at the World Cup is the level of play. Mm. You know, they don't care about who makes it in. What they care about objectively is the level of play. How entertaining is the hockey that you're watching? And that's fair. Um, I think part of them cares. I'm sure they'd love to have seen the U.S. and that ESPN contract go into at least the semifinals. (laughs) But it didn't happen. And if you're the NHL, you kind of have to move on, right? So, so I I think they hedged a few bets and they guessed wrong. Sure. Um, They also have to stop the United States from from shooting itself from being bad. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Now, so I was thinking about this, okay? Because I have enjoyed the World Cup. More than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. Immensely. Sure. Immensely. Can we look at the groups and not... Can we honestly not say to ourselves that they made them the way they were on purpose? They made them the way they were to rig Canada and U.S. come out of Group A, mm-hmm. Russia and Sweden come out of Group B. They made the groups that way because that's how they thought it would be. Then you get matchups like... Potentially, yeah, you, you know, you mix and match who the one through four are. You might get Canada, Sweden. You might get Canada, Russia. You might end up with a Canada, USA final somehow. I think um, most of the matchups would have been great. The states screwed it up for everybody by sucking, and they let Europe in. But no, I, you know who's not getting enough flack? Sweden completely blew it. Mm-hmm. They were, to me, the second strongest team in this tournament by far, talent wise. Them and Russia, them and Russia. I still I mean, think North they, America was. I fun. think top to bottom, Sweden's stronger. I really do. I do too. I do too. They. I was watching that game, going, "How on earth aren't they just wrecking this team?" I was watching Europe, Sweden, going, "How lack of, are they not wrecking this?" Lack team? of compete level. Lack sir. of compete. Lack, lack of sandpaper. It's the. It's oh. this. You know what is it that Don Cherry always says? The. Uh, the oh, these lack sweet, of heart. Sweetheart Swedes. Oh yeah, with their <laughs> visors and I don't know what it was. I really don't know what it was. They had the goaltending. They had the defending. That the, the superior everything on paper. Scoring. It's all there. And it wasn't like Europe played an amazingly. Great game. Your Team Europe can't keep the puck in at the blue line. I'm not an X's and O's guy, but every time they have an offense, uh, an offensive, um, uh, they, they hold the puck in the zone for any amount of time. Offensive possession. Uh, offensive possession. Thank you. Jesus, this espresso hasn't kicked in yet. Um, they goof the puck up at the blue line, go offside, and have to reset. 
They don't know how to keep the thing in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not an X's and O's guy, but I lost count. I lost count against Sweden, let alone in the two games Sweden and Canada. Right, yeah. And you know why those are my only two games of reference? Because I didn't watch any other Europe games. Because why would I? The most boring team in the tournament is in the final. Well, and, and the thing is, is <laughs> that... second most. Cinderella Sorry, stories, traditionally, Cinderella stories are... The, the 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 interesting parts of the tournament that's every year you know it's like Iceland in the FIFA football cup world cup yeah. soccer world cup and we if call you're it soccer cheering here. against them you're a jerk because yeah. how awesome is it that a country Iceland, of 400,000 people was able to get to what is the quarters of the semis like they got really they got far deep and their whole country showed up it was amazing it was amazing. However, who cleaned things up in Iceland during that tournament? I know, really. Who who, <laughs> who ran anything? Who got anything done? But what kills me about this is that the team, the Iceland of our tournament, was eliminated because when you lose in overtime, you get a pity point. So that NHL rule that we don't like, that's why they were tied with Russia, I believe. No, it's because they had the same amount of points. They'd say my, it was the head-to-head. But they lost the head-to-head, which sucks because it makes North sense, America though. beat Sweden. They beat the team that won the group. If we're talking about a North America-Europe final right now, the, the exciting part about it is there is, in a far-off distant land, a hope that North America can win. You you could see how potentially maybe North America wins this. Everybody going into this game knows. Europe knows. Canada knows. There is not a shot. I mean, there's a shot. You can strap strap your skates on and and, and put your put your jersey on and go. We're gonna thump our chest and go. We're gonna go give it 110. percent Yeah. But this is Team Canada, and they are so dominant. And the, the, the pedigree is so great, and they are so united and on the same page about things. With the best coach in the world, I don't see how that, that's where the interest is killed. And like you said, Steve, Europe's the, the boring team. They're the boring story. Now, if they play great in Game 2 and they win the damn thing, that, then there's a little a bit little of intrigue. More. But then still, you expect Canada to win Game 3 because they'll actually turn it on. And now everyone who was yelling at me and dumping on me when I said I'm cheering for North America instead of Canada, do you not see what I mean now? They're so good that it's not fun. That's no fun. Well, I don't know what it is in soccer, though. Whenever I watch soccer, Brazil is so good sometimes that it's not fun, except that it's always fun. I don't know what it is, and maybe it's because there's no team in in soccer that is that is so good as Canada is to the rest of the world. And you know, it didn't always used to be this way. Ten years ago, Team Russia and Team USA were forces to be dealt with. I mean, we Team USA and Team Canada were a goal away each from winning the gold medal in Vancouver. I'm glad you brought this up because I was going to ask this: When did this happen? When did Canada become head and shoulders, knees and toes? When we were growing up. everyone else? No! When we were growing up, the major question was, has Canada lost its dominance on the world stage? Oh, yeah. Like, Vancouver, it was... Anyone could have won that tournament. Mm -hmm. Except Norway. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone could have won that. But when Norway almost steals a game, you're like, whoa. Mm. I blame Jonathan Taves, who's 47, 1 and 1. Oh, my (laughs) God. What's the 1 and 1? Oh, probably... We lost they lost the, the game. Pre- round the, robin to round the states. Robin. Yeah, and then there was one overtime loss, I guess, which I'm forgetting. Mm, 
but since wearing a Team Canada jersey, it might have been days, maybe World Juniors. Does that count? Or is it just, no, it's it's just, just uh, NHL Canada. Pro? Yeah, NHL Pro. 47, 1 and 1. So. That's disgusting. Are you Price. sure that he's that, done that? A, yeah. There's where, been 47 international games since he entered the league 10 years ago? Yep. I believe it. Since wearing a Team Canada jersey. Yeah, World and, uh, Cup. That must, be, that must include the World Juniors. That world must. Juniors, I would assume. Hockey uh, Canada. Here, for Carey Price, this includes World Juniors. He is 15-0. and 0. With a 1.05 goals against average <laughs> and a 961. And you're telling me Team percentage. Europe would have beat Montreal. Come 961 on. 961 in 15 games. 961 save percent. Yeah, but he's wearing a Habs jersey, not a Team Canada jersey. <laughs> well, they're the same color palette, sir. Mostly. M- yeah, yeah, okay. Mostly. Fine, fair enough. France would be closer. But yeah, you're right. Fine. <laughs> Anyway, so perhaps even Denmark. <laughs> <laughs> or no, Stop. sorry, the Netherlands. Um, I blame the good players. Yeah. <laughs> well, but the, okay. So here's here's what kills me. Okay, so Canada went to the Olympics for the first time in '98 in Nagano, and the goaltending were the goaltenders were, I believe, Broder, Wa was the starter, and was it not Ed Belfour who was the taxi squad goalie? Might have been him or Cujo. No, Cujo was the next Olympics. He, he was, and it, that was Brodeur, Cujo, Bro, Belfour? 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 It doesn't really matter. I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. really matter, because they those started were, with Cujo. Those are, okay, let's let's just talk about Brodeur, Belfour, Wa. Of that era, those are the top three goalies. Except for? Dominic Hasek. And, and Nikolai Happy Bulin was okay. But Russia had some really he good goalies. He had forwards. his years, but he, wasn't, he didn't yeah. have the consistency of those guys. I just think... I, I, and it's funny because, our, you know, Jesse says you blame Carey Price, and it's easy to blame Carey Price because he is that good. But holy smokes, Brodeur and Wah on the same team, and they struggled to win? That's crazy. Yeah, but not a team with Gretzky and Shanahan and Iserman and Sackick? Nagano also took um, Rob Zaminer over Mark Messier. I remember that. Messier cried on the bench. Yeah, go and hockey DB Rob Zaminer. I don't remember what position he played. I think he was in Was he a forward? Center? Yeah, he was a forward. And that guy made the Canadian Olympic team. Yeah, that was really stupid. So Canada loses there. Salt Lake, Sweden should have won. They didn't. USA could have won. They didn't. Um, but it was tight. Uh, Torino, I mean, holy smokes, was Canada bad. And mm-hmm. that was a crisis. That was the height of the crisis. That was what USA is right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. They picked yeah. all the wrong guys. They went experience, 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 and then oh my gosh, these guys are all injured and they can't play. Losing to both of Europe and the Czech Republic is as close to losing to Switzerland, losing two nothing to Martin Gerber in Switzerland as you can get. Yep. Um, and uh, Sweden ends up winning that. Vancouver, that was a wide open tournament. Russia looked great. I thought they could have eliminated Canada in the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm trying to remember who the Cinderella team was there. Oh, Slovakia almost beat Canada. Holy smokes! Kristers Kerslevskis? Yeah. No, that was... Um, uh, who was that? I Latvia. think it was Halak. No, and then Latvia was... Sorry. Gudlevskis. Um, and again, even... And, okay, Latvia would have required a miracle, but it was there. It was there. And then Sochi came. And it was... A- it was supposed to be Russia. It was supposed to be Russia. Well, Russia wanted you to believe it was going to be yeah. Russia. Russia. I don't, Putin wanted I don't you think, to believe. <laughs> I don't think anybody believed that it was Russia outside of Russia, yeah, though. They just love, be, they get in their own way. Well, they don't know as what it we is. all do. And the that's, coaching is just, it's not on par. 
and it's, it's not. not and unpro- it's what's interesting is I was listening to actually Mike Keenan who who co- uh, coached uh, in Metal the KHL. Yeah, yeah, by the way, years. the only person, the only coach to ever head coach a Stanley Cup winning and a Gagarin Cup winning team. He said, if you look at the ice time from the from Team Russia from this tournament. They, it's um, they're having a problem right now because it's like the old Soviet guard and then the new guys, mm. and they're kind of clashing, and they're not playing like a guy like Ovechkin. The North American style is to put him on the ice as much as you can. Yeah. If he can play forty five minutes, put him on the ice for it. Russia doesn't work like that. It's a little bit more of an even system, and so that kind of takes your chances away from using your guy, right? Yeah, it's Most- just not the same. You're talking about Babcock, who is on a bad day, top five coach in the world. Against um, Oleg's Narok. I think his name is Oleg. I don't even know. Like, yeah. I know it's Narok. And he's got the patented mustache. Mustache. I remember getting together for that Canada... Who did they play in the finals in in, uh, in uh, Sochi? Oh, it was at your place. That was uh, Canada-Sweden. Yeah, so everybody came over. And we expected it to be a very exciting game. It was early in the morning. By the middle of the second period, we were all kind of almost falling asleep. Because it was so yeah. boring. Boring. Now, is it Carey Price? Because that was when I first went, wow, they're so good it's not fun. Right. That was the first time I went, they're so good it's not fun. And people forget, to Team USA's credit, we've been dumping on them lately. Team USA lost that semifinal game to Canada. One nothing, if I remember correct. It might have been two nothing on an empty netter. But that Carey Price in the Sochi Olympics was something like a nine seventy. He was unbeatable. Yeah, he had a goals against under one. Remember when people in Montreal thought he wasn't the goalie of the future? Remember when they thought it should have been Yaroslav Halak? Yeah. Which, they, by the way, we're getting in the final now, and we're seeing that the Habs made the right choice. <laughs> That's true. I forgot that those. You know, I didn't make the connection for some reason me neither um, until i saw it on Twitter. that's a really good point um but th- is it i wonder if it's carrie price like is it i don't think it can just be carrie price i think you've got you've got you you have Sidney crosby who's who really is really and truly i i everybody who gives him hell online mm. is wrong no You're wrong he is can touch he's, that top line no he's so touch much better than everybody else playing he is so much better. And the and you know who I would put out there um, above anyone else in the world to shadow him? Brandon Dubinsky. No. <laughs> Patrice Bergeron. And that's his winger. Yeah. He's not even a winger. Yeah. And this is a team without Duncan Keith. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm reminded <laughs> of that every game. He's on He's on the scoreboard for that, that Pepsi commercial there. He's not even on the team no. right now. No, it's unbelievable. I yeah, I, I don't know what the dominance is. Maybe it's just quite frankly, we're going through a really good cycle of players. Like it's a we had a good generation. Yeah. Maybe but like, it's and our system Canada's sister, not an old team. No, I think like uh, yeah, I think Joe you're right. Thornton is is up there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, Keith could be around for Korea. Um who are the oldest players on Canada? I don't know. They all Probably seem like Thornton. they're in their. They're all at the height of their careers yeah. right now. Most and then of them. in a couple years, you add McDavid. Mm-hmm. So already Morgan a, Riley, maybe an improvement on it. Anyone that you lose, Morgan Riley. I mean, boy, they're not even using Jake Muzzin at this thing, and he made the team. Yeah, <laughs> they're using Jay Bomeister ahead of him. Um, Nathan McKinnon. Yeah, no one's talking about that. So I don't know if it's that it's a good cycle because the cycle is only going to get better. Yeah. 
And this is why, like, when the World Juniors come around, I want Canada to win. You know, I obviously want them to win. But when I say things like, it's a good thing that, like, Finland won, everyone always dumps on me. Everyone always dumps on me. But it's absolutely a good thing. There was a stretch. I don't remember the years, so, I don't know, help me out because I'm dumb. But I think it was five years, five gold medalists. Now, five different, five different gold medals. Yeah. And yeah, the medals were spread among basically those five countries for the whole thing. Like better to be five countries than bronze. one. Yeah. For entertainment. Right. right? Even, even two or three. You want, you want, you want it to be at least there be, to be three major powers in the tournament. Who watches Olympic basketball? <laughs> Actually, there are some teams that give USA a run for their money. Stop. There are. Stop. Lithuania. They didn't stop. They okay. So this year, Spain. This year they did fine, but the last time I don't think they won. They. I think they, they for the first time ever lost a few. I'm not sure if it was the last Olympics. They yeah, not the last Olympics, but the one before. I want to say they didn't win the gold, right? Yeah, like that was like a huge to thing. Spain, not Beijing, London. It might have been London. Yeah, I can look it up. Yeah, like well, Beijing was 08. London was. But that 12. was a crisis. Yes, and a huge upset. And that's what made it interesting. And that is what made it interesting, sure. But uh, it's, anyway, it's it's un- you understand what it's I'm unfortunate that too. I mean, I it I I believe, and we we got to wrap it up on this because we have to go to break. But when I look at the 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 three on three, and and by the by the way, if you're listening to this on the radio, the World Cup could already be awarded uh, <laughs> <laughs> to Europe. Um, I feel like Ooh. doing a, th- a three-game matchup, a best of three, maybe was a, a bad decision as well. Because here's the thing. One game, anything can happen, right? Anything can happen. People can get robbed. You can get a goalie who has an incredible once-in-a-lifetime game. That, to me, you you kill the entertainment when it's like, well, yeah, we lost that one, but, you know, we're Yarrow, coming back. Yarrow, pretend it's 2010. All the Canadians are Alex Ovechkin, mm-hmm. and Mike Babcock is Bruce Boudreaux. Go out there and get us a shuddy. 2014 Argentina won gold in men's basketball. Ooh. There you go. So USA Luis Scola on the team? Or? Yeah, yeah, oh, wow. yeah. So I don't even know if Luis Scola is Argentina. So yeah. We've got to wrap it up here. Uh, we'll, we'll come back, and we've got to talk about Austin Matthews taking his first skate as a Toronto Maple Leaf. Uh, Zidane Chara doesn't know why he gets booed in Toronto. Uh, and Jeff Merrick says Truba to the Leafs is definitely not going to happen. Which I think is fair. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll talk, Jeff. We'll Thanks, break it all Jeff. down. Next on Sportsnet 590, The Fan. Before we get into what we really need to get into, which is Austin Matthews, mm. we need to talk about the fact that there was a guy who took his first swing as a pro baseball player. Michael uh, Jordan, not- <laughs> future Hall of Famer. Tim Tebow, exactly. Tim Tebow. Yeah, um, and and Tim Tebow, first pitch, first inning of first game. What does Tim Tebow do? Because he's Tim Tebow. And not only does he hit this home run. By the way, it was a home run. It was a home run. On the first pitch. It's basically almost a straightaway center. Like, it's it's a little to the left, but, I mean, it's, it's the long part of the park. It wasn't like it just squeaked over. It was a no-doubter. I, I don't remember who uh, tweeted this, but that guy runs like the ultimate warrior. <laughs> He's big. He's big and awkward. I, I want to see him steal a base. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> also, who is guarding that base? No one wants to guard that nope. base. No catchers getting in front of that. No, 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 no. Um, so, congratulations to Tim Tebow, and also, thank you to everybody who tweeted it at me saying hashtag suck at Trebek. <laughs> he looks exactly like the Mets logo when he's running around the bases. Did you see this? Wow, he does and look then exactly. <laughs> there's the Mets logo. Oh, the running Mets logo with the baseball head. Yeah, so there you go. What's the base? What's the Mets logo's name? I have no idea. It's the Mets logo. We should know that. Logie. Mets mascot. Um, I don't know. Austin Matthews takes, it, takes his first skate ever as a, they say, as a Toronto Maple Leaf, although he did play in the rookie tournament. Yeah, no, he it, it, no, he didn't play in the rookie tournament, but he did play in the, uh, what the hell do they call it? Was it was a blue- Development camp. Right. Now, oh my God. For new draft picks... The season, it doesn't end. It literally does not end. No. You get a couple of weeks in July off. That's it. The development camp was hilarious, too, because the Leafs totally big-timed all the rookies and said, you're getting whatever name we, or a number we give you. Oh, yeah. So Austin Matthews gets Dave Boland's old number of 63. 63. And we wondered aloud, does Austin Matthews get to actually choose his number? Does he get to go with the number he wants? Or does the or does Lou go, um, that's nice, but I don't care who you are. You're getting the number we give you. Turns out he probably gets a choice, and they all probably do. Austin Matthews stepped out on the ice as the greatest player to wear number 34 for the Toronto Maple Leafs in history. How dare you. In the history of the Toronto Maple Leafs. As soon as metal hit ice, he was the greatest player to ever wear number 34 That's absolutely for the Toronto true. Maple Leafs. He has to live up to the legacy of... He, you know what? <laughs> Forget James Reimer. He's not even Jamie McCowan yet. Oh, wow. I'm throwing it out there. Who else? We also should look up no, who else played number 34 for the Toronto Maple Leafs. No, uh, Jesse, Jesse will look it up. Yeah. In the meantime, though, uh, he, took a, he took a really wicked um, wind-up, one-timer, yep. and cracked the glass, which everybody's all jacked up about. Mm. Other than that, though, is there any significance to this? No, it's just cute. Okay. It's just cute. And it's fun. nice that he's at camp and not for Team North America. Now, the... Is this oh, a list Jesse's of players? That, the list. Number 34. Of who've won wow, quite a few. All right, what do we got? Least. What do we got? We got Lee Verstraite. Cool. I, I have no idea. Fred Perlini. Wes Jarvis. <laughs> Craig West Muni. Jarvis Terry Johnson. Ted Faust. Ken Yaramchuk. <laughs> Man, the Leafs were bad in the 80s. Is this this um, is like a bunch of guys who had a cup of tea in the like NHL. 1922. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude, the first one I mentioned was 1983. Wow. Oh, okay. Then 84, 86, 86, 88, 88. Keep going. And 89. Daryl Shannon. Who was good? Who was a good defenseman? Daryl Shannon was a good defenseman. Dude, what okay. a great name. This guy should have been a baseball player. Rocky Dundas. Wow, and there's a street <laughs> called Dundas. We have a Jarvis and a Dundas in there. He streets in downtown Toronto. If he worked out. That would have been great if he worked out in Toronto. All he does is sign autographs on Dundas. Oh, it would have been a great Next gimmick. up, Young and Church. <laughs> young Church. Jeff. It's a rapper. Well, Young and Church doesn't have anything on Jeff Sarawick. Wow. <clears throat> or Rob Chimetta. Jamie McCowan. There we go. Jamie McCowan. Brian Berard. All right. Hey, Brian Berard was damn good. But neither of those defensemen have anything on Maxim Kondratiev. Maxim Kondratiev was a Leaf? He, I think, came <laughs> I over. Know that. No, he didn't come over. He went in the. Uh, did he? Yeah, I think the Leafs traded him in the Brian Leach trade. Get out. I might be wrong. 
Wow. Might be wrong. Or he came over. I'm not I remember sure. I remember him, but I don't remember him ever playing for the Leafs. Wow. Okay. It was very it wasn't long. And of course the great James Reimer. Wow. That is not besides that's a bad list. That's a really bad list. Really bad yeah, Berard, Shannon, McCowan, <laughs> Reimer. Rocky Dundas. Rocky Dundas. <laughs> Rocky Dundas. Where is Rocky Dundas now? What is he doing? What a great name for a bar. Hey, man, you want to head over to Sneaky D's? No. Uh, I'm heading over to Rocky Dundas wow. tonight. Rocky Dundas is totally a boxer from the 1920s. Like, Rocky Dundas coming. If he, he doesn't get a knockout, you get your dime back. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> you get your dime back. Rocky Dundas played a total of five games. Five more than me. He won. He got there because of his name. There's no question. And he was born in Saskatchewan. So. Of course. <laughs> Five more NHL games than me, and over 200 less than Andrew Peters. That's true. <laughs> so, <laughs> let us not forget about the great Andrew Peters. Legend! Um, is it, do you think it's good? I mean, obviously, we had Kipper on the show who confirmed that, you know, playing at a high level of talent or high level of skill, uh, you know, intense games during the season, sorry, before the season, <clears throat> bodes well for people during the season. So, I've got pepper in my throat. I have no idea why. Hang on. <coughs> um, I wonder if it's good that Team North America didn't make it just for the fact that Morgan Riley and Austin Matthews are back at camp. They've played together, which is good. But now we're going to get them into the Leaf system, right? It's not about high-flying yeah. Team North America. It's about limited, talented Leafs. I mean, there's some talent, but limited experience with talent. Like... <coughs> The crazy thing with Matthews is, yeah, this is a huge step back from the level of play. Like, on Friday night, that's going to be his first preseason game against the Buffalo Sabres. Mm -hmm. I I don't care if Buffalo ices their full NHL team. It's not going to be the competition he was playing. Mm -mm. (coughs) Sorry. You all right there, pal? I don't know what happened. I don't know. I'm sorry. You're getting choked up about Team Fresh Water? No, no, it's okay, buddy. Thanks. What a guy. You're a good dude. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, the thing about being a skilled player is it's great to play with other skilled players. Mm -hmm. How are you going to handle yourself when you have to make players better? The Friday night lineup is, is really good. For Um, the Leafs? Yes. And I'm not, and I'm not saying I don't want to take away from anybody because they're all NHL players, right? We know that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we're talking about superstars, right? His, his centerman was Connor McDavid. You don't even need to know the other guy. Yeah, the he literally, <laughs> Connor McDavid could be the best player in the NHL this year. Could be. Yeah, it's so weird. Besides to, Sidney Crosby. Yeah, yeah. I have such a hard time not giving Crosby his props. Like, come on. Come on, guys. Mm-hmm. But I've never seen anyone skate like Connor McDavid. Never. Never in my life. Um, but anyway, we're talking about Austin Matthews, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. the actual best player in the NHL. Come on, Adam. Like, what happened to him being the best 34 ever? <laughs> He's the best player ever. He, he, it's just going to be, it'll be interesting to see how he does. And, and how, not how he does, because he'll always do well. It's just how this is going to be an adjustment. And the Leafs are not going to play the same style as Team North America either. Oh my God, no. They can't. What should our expectations for Matthews be? Uh, probably finish the season as their number one center. Seriously. Like no, 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 no. Is that best case scenario or is that expectation? Expecta- yeah, well, that's what expectation? I'm wondering. Yeah. Because that's best case scenario to me. To me, expectation mm-hmm. is somewhere between best and worst. What's the middle ground? Because uh, I feel like 35 to 40 points. 
be in the Calder conversation. Yep. I don't expect them to even get nominated. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's never... It's Sergey Samsonov beat Joe Thornton. Yeah, like it's 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 not a great indicator of the rest of your career. You know what I mean? Be in the Calder conversation, even if it's just on the fringe. Make the Leafs better. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what you're on the team for. Um, Who said? Was it you who said thirty five, forty points? No, that was Adam. That was Adam. (laughs) Yeah, I think I'd be disappointed with that. Would you? I'd be a little disappointed with that. I'm hoping 40-50. Because Nazem Kadri got 45 last year. Yeah, but last year... Oh, and here's the other thing, and this doesn't just pertain to Matthews. If the Leafs are as bad as they were last year, I will be disappointed. Of course. Of they course. That's finish, understandable. They had 69 points. 20th. We're looking for 20th. Yeah. 80-plus would be sweet. Hmm. 80-plus 80 80 would be real nice. Hashtag nice. That even. actually shouldn't be that hard for them. It's they six have, wins. They have a it's tremendous upgrade in goal. They've got a tremendous upgrade at forward. They had players that they were actively, actively could have been on the roster at the start of next year that they were like, no, we're going to send you back to the Marlies. Like, they actively made themselves sort of worse. Sort of. The I was having this conversation with Jeffler. Um, the, yeah, they are well improved in many areas. And last year, they were the opposite of the Carlisle Leafs. They're Corsi, pretty good. Their PDO, garbage, which tends to suggest bad luck. Okay. So maybe this year, they don't even need good luck. They just need on average. Uh, Average. Average luck, average goaltending. That's a much better team. Already. And then you add in Matthews and whatever, whatever. Amazing. Okay. Uh, We're going to talk about why Chara doesn't understand why he's getting booed in Toronto. Uh, When we come back. Yeah, it's it's an interesting story, and he does talk about it. And also, we got to talk about Truba to the Leafs and how it's not going to happen, according to Jeff Merrick. That is at sportsnet.ca, where you can download this podcast and any other podcast that Sportsnet, find people here at Sportsnet Produce. Uh, This podcast is brought to you by Panago Pizza. It's what's on the inside that counts, gentlemen. We'll see you on the download section. All right, should we start with Merrick says Truba isn't coming to the Leafs? Or is it Dano Chara doesn't understand why he's getting booed in Toronto? Mm. Let's make people wait for Truba. All right. I want Chara. Chara doesn't understand why he's getting booed in Toronto. And I don't either. What? I mean, I know he was part of the Senators when the Senators were... And I know he was part of Boston when Boston beat the Leafs, but... I <laughs> you just named the two reasons. I know the reasons. <laughs> Show I no, know. I but I am a listen, and I am a Toronto Homer through and through. But I I can't help but res- I'm questioning now. Can't help but respect Zidane Chara. He's not, and he's not here on any of those teams. So what are we what are we booing about? You're booing a guy because he was really good against you. Now boo yeah. a guy. No boo a guy who's a dick. Boo that guy. Don't like it's like that would be like Yankees fans booing David Ortiz. They do. They do. <laughs> do they all the time? Yes. Last night. Did they boo him last yes. night? Even after that Players Tribune article? Yes. Wow. Okay. Boo the hell out of David Ortiz. No, I think like you know maybe last game or whatever. Maybe they give him a bit of a salute. Or was that his last game? No, no, it's his no, last series. Last series. Yeah, this over the weekend. So it's yeah. coming. Wait till his last at bat and then maybe give him his props. But screw that. It's Yankees Red Sox. <sighs> And it's the Red Sox best player. I also just, I have a problem with anybody booing anybody on Team Europe. Like, come on. <laughs> I'm like, really? No, that's fair. They're certainly not booing his jersey. I've seen a grand total of like three Team Europe jerseys at yeah. this tournament. 
I've seen more Team Slovakia jerseys at this tournament than I've seen Europe because jerseys. Because Team Europe's not going to be back. No. <laughs> I guess not. I'd rather see Latvia. I'd rather see Switzerland. I'd rather see Norway. I'd rather just see them expand it yeah. and have... Part of what was exciting was when Austria played in the in the in the uh, Olympics, and we had to go through the list of Austrian <laughs> names and try to pronounce them all. Oh, that was great. But you get a bunch of unknowns. You can surprise some people. It's just I, I know they were trying to showcase NHL talent. It's just such a boring team, and I just like okay, we're we're already Canada. We're already in Canada. We're already in Canada's biggest city. Why are you... It's the big bad city in the big bad country with a big bad team. Why are you booing Zidane Chara? Screw that. It's Toronto. It's uh, Toronto. Uh, and some... I saw... I think it was... Um, uh, my regular face, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. She was um, talking about... Like, Bergeron scored those two goals on you in that game. And you, no one's booing him. Never talk about, because he scored goals. And he's really good. And he's one of Canada's best players. First of all, why would they boo a Canadian player? Mm. That doesn't make any sense. But second of all, like, he never hit anyone. He never fought anyone. He like Chara has been a thorn in the Leafs' side since like 1999. <laughs> he's been around and a pain in the ass yeah. for almost two decades. When he threw Brian McCabe around. Because, because you know, he didn't want to fight him. He everyone, just wanted to throw him. Everyone talks about that McCabe fight, like, oh, McCabe got ragged No, he didn't. He didn't. No, he did. But Chara <laughs> missed two weeks after that because he threw his back out. <laughs> because oh. he picked up a 225-pound man. <laughs> I also thought that was cheap. I'm like, fight him or don't fight him, but don't throw him. No, see, that was pre-Chara knowing how to fight. Right, and he did take boxing lessons, didn't he? He took some kind of fighting lesson, and the whole NHL was on notice when he uh, fought Vincent LeCavalier. Pinned him to the ground and cocked his fist back like, make a move and you're dead. And LeCavalier, who is not a small man, went, okay. <laughs> like we all would. Yeah. Like we all should. Sometimes Self-preservation get is human nature. You sometimes get beaten. Sometimes you get beat. Yeah. Sometimes it's by Zidane Chara. And all the time, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Jeff Merrick was on, um, was on Dean Blundell and Company here in Toronto. And they asked him about Jacob Truba, and here's what he had to say. He's under 23 years old. He's a right-hand shot. He plays 20 minutes a night. Uh, He's a legitimate top-four guy. I mean, I would make the argument that you you should probably be playing him ahead of Tyler Myers in that four spot if you're the Winnipeg Jets, but he's that uh, second-pairing right-shot defenseman on the right side. Um, Damien's piece was interesting, and they do have some of the pieces. The, the, the problem with what Winnipeg wants back, essentially, and we saw this you know, with a player like Jonathan Druin, when you trade a player like that, unless you get a player back identical, then you spend a lot of time trying to replace the skill set that you've just traded. Now, there are some teams that have that type of defense, you know, right-hand shot, um, can log the the, the big minutes and, and put up some offensive numbers. Uh, tops of that list for me would be Hampus Lindholm and Anaheim. There's not a chance that deal is getting done. There's your Cody Ceci's, there's your Matthew Dumba's, there's your Rasmus Ristolainen's, but none of these guys are are, are are Jacob Truba. He is that unique a talent and that special a talent. He may be a little bit too laid back for a lot of people's liking, um, he is a but bro. there's an outstanding defenseman in there. And I think at the end of this, and I know this may not be a very popular opinion because we all love the big trade, I'm not sure how Winnipeg moves him. 
You know, I, I, I know that Toronto would be interesting. The only thing that I sort of took exception with in Damien's piece is if I'm the Maple Leafs, I am not surrendering that first round pick. There's not a chance. And you have someone like Nolan Patrick Thank out you. there, or Timothy Lallegrian, uh, the defenseman from Sweden out there. I would, would be very wary of giving up my first round pick this season. You're correct, um, Jeff. If anywhere, I would look to the Boston Bruins and the first ask back would probably be Charlie McAvoy, who goes to BU. He's another right-hand shot, great skater, can put up offensive numbers as well. It would probably take more than Charlie McAvoy, but that would be the opening negotiation. Boston's defense is a disaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in Jacob Truba, you have someone you can finally, a young player that you can finally start to build around. But honestly, you know, Kevin Sheveldayoff, Winnipeg general manager, has shown many times he is patient. He will take his time. I mean, how long did it take him to make his first trade? I mean, we went a couple of years with the Winnipeg Three years. Jets, that wasn't, yeah. yeah, it wasn't a single deal, right? So this guy's patient. He's not going to be rushed into anything. There is a deadline of December 1st, past which Jacob Truba cannot play unless he is signed. You wonder how much of a game of chicken this is going to become between the Winnipeg Jets, who do need to show some improvement and make the playoffs, and the player who's trying to force a trade. But push comes to shove. If you said, Jeff, give me an answer right now. Where does Jacob Truba end up? I'll say Winnipeg. Now, that that's interesting. The reason I brought that up and the reason I wanted you to hear that entire clip was because, Steve, you said something very interesting in passing on the last show. And you said... Thank you. You said, and I think it's a, I think it's a valid point. Oh, hang on. <laughs> Uh, that, by the way, that music started, and there's a picture of Yarmir Yager in his hockey gear, like lying seductively on the ice. I don't know why. Uh, it's a Sportsnet autoplay video. <laughs> um, that beat was something I would have heard on like 106 in Park in yes, 2003. Yes. The Bow Wow's coming out. Yeah. <laughs> Fabulous. Um, when it comes to. I'm sorry. When it comes to Jacob Truba, you said he and his agent made a bad bet. Yep. I think, no, you know what? There's two bad bets that happened here. One was Truba and his agent. Yeah, you... RFA status almost makes it so that the better you are, the harder you are to trade. Because your value's too high. You know, we like to think... I like to think the Leafs could offer... Kasperi Kapanen... Two seconds in Corrado. Even Connor Carrick, who I love. Who is probably ready, by the way. Oh, yeah. And will supplant mm. probably both Matt Hunwick and Roman Polak at points this yeah. year. No one, none of those pieces make up for Jacob Truba. They just don't. His value is too high. So now we're looking at Jake Gardner. Mm-hmm. Oof, that's a risky move. The Jets are probably asking for Jake Gardner plus. That's a really risky move. So now you're looking at Morgan Riley. Now you're looking at, that's not just a risky move on the ice. That is a risky move PR-wise. That's a, like, people forget with general managers and teams, and I know the Leafs are trying to be really smart and cold and robotic about this, but that's a hard PR sell. That's a hard sell to fans. Well, I, and I, I don't understand. anybody. Again, I've never, and I said this last show, so forgive me for repeating myself, but why do you trade... Why do you trade a strength to address a weakness? Your team level will stay the same. It's uh, not even really a strength because the Leafs... On okay. their left D, though, you've got Morgan Riley, Jake Gardner. Now, That's let's not real- confuse that with strength. Their, less, their left side is less weak than the right. Not so much it's stronger. Fair enough. The right side is a disaster. The Leafs could definitely use Jacob Truba. 
They got look if Zaitsev pans out, great. If Connor Carrick pans out, great. And then you have Frank Corrado, great. Now you don't have a problem. But this year you got Roman Polak, and out of Corrado, Carrick, and Zaitsev, the guy with the most NHL experience, I think, is Corrado. Uh, it's going to be a bit of a growing pain kind of year. Um, and none of those guys, I think, project to be Gardner or Riley. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't think the Leafs are a fit. You're going to have a really hard time finding a fit anywhere else. But here's a question, because everyone's dumping on Truba and his agent for good reason. Why did the Jets... Did the Jets have to put themselves in this position? Let's pretend they keep Truba. Okay? Let's pretend he signs a nice little bridge deal. A year or two. Three and a half million, four million. I'm just throwing a number out there. I would say that's a pretty huge discount for Truba. Mm-hmm. Let's say that. Now you got... Sorry, I was on the wrong page there. Now you got Dustin Bufflin on your right side making 7.6. Ooh. Tyler Myers on your right side making 5.5. To be fair, they had to make that deal. They yeah, had they to take to him in that, that deal. deal. They had to take him in that deal. And at the time, it looked like a smart move. It's not like Tyler Myers has fallen off of... He, is he the defenseman they thought he was going to be? No. That doesn't matter, though. Because, okay, and you got Toby Anstrom making 5.75. Okay, so, that's... Ignoring Toby Anstrom, okay? Your right side... Would be 7.6 plus 5.5. Someone do math. I think we're at 13.1 mm-hmm. plus four. We're at 17.1 million for your right side on D. And how could you not see this coming? Truba last season had 21 points in 81 games. Okay, you couldn't have saw that coming because that was in the future, right? But the season before, which I think is when they got Myers, mm-hmm. I'm sure it was, it was. Correct me when I'm wrong. Or if I'm wrong. No, you're right. He had 22 points in 65 games. He had 29 points in 65 games as a rookie. You so they really didn't need him. Is good. So here, here's my question, and, and I, you're right. And to that point... You didn't need Myers is what I'm saying. Maybe you didn't need Myers. Maybe Buffalo said you have to take Myers. And you go, okay, now, you can take Myers. But if Truba, is, if Truba really is the real talent, if of, of Myers and Truba, if Truba's the talent... He is. Put Myers on the left side. Well, yeah, I guess that's an option. Well, yeah, and then... Like, so that's Adam, a pretty easy fix. That's a Yeah, that's a pretty simple point, because then your top four is a mishmash, I don't care how you put them together, of Bufflin, Enstrom, Myers, Stewart. Is this Ooh. a pissing Sorry, match? Sorry, Bufflin, Enstrom, Myers, Truba. Is this a pissing match between... Stewart makes 2.625. Anyway, sorry. Is this a pissing match between Winnipeg management and... Um, Truba's management where Winnipeg management's going no you're not going to tell us where you play we will tell you where you play I don't think it's a pissing match like every GM would do that Nonis did it to Franzen and I mean he was right to do it I think you know time has proven that Um, restricted free agent status makes it really hard I mean how is anyone pulling this after seeing what Drouin went through last year? It's not a smart move. I don't know if it's him or his agent. We tend to jump all over the agent right away, but we don't know who's pulling this. Well, especially when your GM is Kevin Dayoff. Uh, who doesn't trade. Yeah, but like... Like, not only are you making a bet, you're making a bet against on the guy who trades the least. 
All you got to do is wait. All you got to do is wait. All right. So remember, the GM is still getting paid for as long as you hold out on him. You are not. It's uh, it's a rough situation for Truba. Um, yeah, maybe you alleviate it by putting one of your right-handed guys on the left side, but now you got. It's not as strong of a situation as you could have. The better thing to do would be find a way to trade Myers, but I don't know if you can do that. Five or three years, five point five, and with this much money, you got to find equal value and equal money. The time this is to what trade. drives me nuts about the cap. Yeah, it makes trades so much harder. Well, that's why I said the five percent escalator, and yet it makes it after necessary. the five million dollar escalator after the trade deadline. I'm just or before the trade deadline. I'm just saying, just saying. Um, I don't know. I feel like the time to trade Myers was in June. If you wanted to find a taker, there's only, I believe there's only, I think there's less than 10 NHL teams with even $4 million in cap space right now. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, and if I am wrong, it can't be much different from what I just told you. Well, it's so, so hard on general fanager because like teams haven't activated LTIR yet. Yeah, yeah. but even so, yeah. the takers for a guy on a $5.5 million deal with three years left, so that's $16.5 bucks over the next three years, they're gone. The flexibility's gone because July 1st happened. And even though July 1st wasn't crazy, they weren't handing out insane deals. It's still a, um, it's still one of those contracts that at the end of the season is easier to get people to think about, oh yeah, I guess I could fit him in. It's hard, man. It is hard. It's It's a tough one. It's frustrating. I think you're going to see a lot of reservation when it comes to trades this year because of the um, expansion draft. Mm -hmm. And I think you're also going to see some real weird ones like that are, they're going to happen solely because of the expansion draft. You know what would be interesting? So we've seen the Leafs get teams out of binds before. You know, give us give us Brooks-like. Mm-hmm. He's making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. We'll give you Daniel Winnick, who's also making a lot of money, but not as much a lot of money. And is more productive in that role. Yeah, and you give us a pick and Connor Carrick. Right? So that was it. Team, uh, The Leafs got the Capitals out of a financial pickle in exchange for youth. Uh, the Coyotes did it this year with Detroit and with Florida. Sure. Sure. And the Coyotes got something out of that too. Now, um, one thing we've been talking about with the Leafs and the expansion draft is it's hard to find enough players to protect. What if somehow the Leafs are able to acquire at the deadline or at some point a player that a team has to protect? I mentioned this. Did you? I mentioned this three or four months ago. Oh, I'm sorry. I asked you guys if you think trades would be made based on teams that don't want to have to protect people. Now, they're real slippery because those players you got to protect have... Uh, no movement clauses. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm so just, how do you move? <laughs> well, first round picks look awful good. That's my thing. I think that no, there no, will yeah, be at least... What does the player care? I, the player doesn't yeah. need shit. Well, yeah, he but he has to wave it. Yeah, yeah, he has to wave it. But if you can, if you can make it happen, you make it happen, right? Totally. Um, here's and you know, also, if you're a player, you want to go to a team that wants you. So there might be that always Vegas? plays into it. <laughs> like, and this is the and this no, no, is no, no, what no. makes it more difficult, though. Because okay, let's say I'm on I don't know. No, what I'm Pittsburgh. I think what I'm saying here is that if you're trading a player with a no move clause, if you can get him to wave it to a team that 
doesn't mind protecting him because they don't they don't need to use all their spaces so that you can protect someone else. I don't know. There's yeah. Now but that I'm thinking would about still it, still have to want to go there. Yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't be like. But hey, that happens it, all the time. Wave your no movement clause it, to go to Carolina. It does happen. Though. Are also smart enough to see the writing on the wall. Yeah, mm-hmm. and accept trades. Yeah. What it if he happens wants to go to Vegas? Literally every year. Well, then. I, I don't know. Can you? I'm wave? sure the Leafs could organize it. <laughs> I wonder if you can waive your no movement clause and leave yourself unprotected. If the team says we don't want to protect you, I wonder if you can waive that. I, I don't know if that's a player thing. I think you can. I would. I think Why wouldn't you, you want to be a part of something new? That'd be cool. Um, because my family's here. Yeah. And I like it here. And there are <sighs> so much voodoo and just. I'm saying I'm going to I'm calling that word. There will be at least one trade where a team that has too many players to protect trades one of their players to another team to offload protection to well, another team. It'll be it'll happen. Matt Murray or Marc Andre Fleury. It can't be both. It, one of them's got to go. Either yeah, so to Vegas or to somebody else. How much is Dallas going to pay for Marc Andre Fleury? So much. <laughs> All the much. I feel because like they'll they trade have to give up one of their goalies. I well. feel I feel like they'll trade like Niemi and a first pick or something because they'll, they'll have to be a goalie and equal salary going. Like Niemi a first and the rights to Nakushkin. Yeah, hmm. yeah, because Niemi's got a couple years left, I think. So it's a nightmare. <laughs> both goalies, both contracts are a nightmare. Um, it's going to be very interesting, very interesting. And if I sound tired, it's I, I'm using my brain. Too, get too get ready for some complicated ass trades is what we're saying. Yes. Okay. Now, uh, there's something I quickly want to mention. Remember remember our boy, Mike Francesa? He's our boy. Yes. He's our <laughs> boy. What organization, what organization did he call second rate at, in the playoffs last year? The Brooklyn Islanders. <laughs> uh, uh, the Queens Islanders. The Queens yes. Islanders. Um, and I, I don't think he called them second rate. I think he called them third rate. If oh, I third rate. Okay. Guess That's a tier below. Guess who stations running their games this year? Oh, oh, who is it? Jimmy Doyle sent this to me. He's a podcast listener. Oh, uh, WFAN, Mike, the station of Mike Frances in the afternoon. All six and a half thousand hours of him every day. <laughs> and again, I love Mike. I just he's got to fill a lot of time. That's scary. Are we'll be running the Islanders games this year? Oh, well, you know, you, you, you got a team. You know, uh, they're, they're going to be in the playoff picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they got uh, PA Parento. <laughs> Sorry, doing that voice wow, makes me like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do it. I can't even do it. Um, and another thing we have to get to, which we have not got to, which makes me sad. We remember my say hi to Phil moment. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. We forgot this last time. <laughs> Steve. Steve had his this. almost say hi to Phil moment. Steve, I'm gonna let you set this up. It's this worse. Is, it's, it's you think so, you, this, you uh, think this is worth than say hi to Phil? Okay, it's okay. different. We're gonna leave it to yeah, we we'll leave not, it to Twitter and Reddit to figure that out. I don't know if they're, they're the not same. The same. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite? This brand of Doritos or like vanilla ice cream? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like them for different reasons. Right. Okay. Um, met Mark Messier again. Met him for the second time. The first time I met Mark Messier, now I don't know if I ever told the story in the podcast, but he was at a Rogers event, and this was like a couple of weeks before I started working for Rogers. I didn't even know. Um, and there are cookies at this event. 
some uh, Rogers-shaped cookies, like the, the logo, the Game Center Live logo. Mm-hmm. Some, like, jerseys. There are also Stanley Cup cookies with gr- silver icing on them. Oh, that's a nice touch. Delicious-looking cookies. I thought, wouldn't it be funny to get Mark Messier... A man synonymous with leadership and the Stanley Cup. What does he have? Six Stanley Cups? Six of them. Captain two teams to the Stanley Cup. Four cups with the Oilers. They trade Gretzky. Fifth cup with the Oilers. And he goes to the Rangers. Guess what? Let's add another cup. And calls it too. And he called it. He has an award with his face on it. At very least, his name on it. Mm-hmm. Mark Messier Award for Leadership and Grit. And delicious chips. And delicious chips. Bet you can't win, win just, just one. one. And he won six. <laughs> I was going there too, man. That felt good. <laughs> so, and we're the three <clears throat> best so, friends. Okay, so you got... You, so, so get back to the cookie. I go, Mr. Messier. Didn't even go with Mark. I'm 28 years old. I'm no, a grown-ass no. man. I, I get can it. call him Mark. You so stand I next to him. The, if you stand next to Mark Messier, you call him Mr. Messier. Call him Mr. Messier. Mr. Messier. Uh, would you take a picture with this Stanley Cup cookie? Maybe even hold it above your head. How? That's a cute picture. That is a cute picture. <sighs> and he just goes, uh, nope, nope, I don't do that. And does the stiff-lipped smile. The... Mm-hmm. The this is this is my get away from me smile. Yeah. Okay. So that's your first meeting with Mark Messier. And I just went. Oh, okay. When was this? Thanks. This was uh, would have been September 2014. Is that when they got the rights? When Rogers got the rights? I think so. Okay. So you should have known that he's no fun. I now now though Jesse, it's been two he's, years. He's no fun when it comes to Twitter pictures. But it's been two years. We're now at the Hockey Hall of Fame. Okay, what's going on at the Hockey Hall of Fame? Mark Messier got his own stamp. Get the hell out. Good got for his him. his own stamp. He, along, he was one of six legendary forwards that Canada Post chose for a stamp. It's Mark Messier, Steve Eiserman, Phil Esposito, Guy Lafleur. Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby was one of them. And who's the other one I'm forgetting? Daryl Sittler. Which is weird because I could have swore Daryl Sittler already had a stamp. Also, Sidney Crosby's still playing. <laughs> when I saw the Penguins logo on the board, I'm like, and Mario Lem- What? I told <laughs> yeah. this to Adam, actually, when I saw that. I was like, this is kind of weird. <laughs> Why is Crosby there? And he's a living legend. You got to have somebody, I, something current for well, the kids. Well, they're all also living. Yeah, and, <laughs> but re- like a playing living. Oddly enough, the only <laughs> player not in attendance. He was down the street. Oh, well, he had things to do. Yeah, ain't nobody got time for stamps. Well, By the way, I don't understand why they do that. Who cares? Shut up. I've, they put the loon on the stamp. They put a deer on the stamp. People collect stamps. Mark it. Do the, stop it. If you do. People collect so, stamps, and they, they hold this event, and every year do, I get to interview famous people. Do they give them away later on to feed the poor? <laughs> Enough about the James Ryder figure! Anyway, so, so then you meet Mark there. We got to hurry up. Yeah, I'm running out of time. I meet him there. And I go, you know what? That was before. This is now. I got insider information. I'm going to ask Mark Messier about the China Club. Because? Who said the China Club? Because Nick Kiprios told a great story about the China Club. If you haven't heard it, go 
to the Steve Dangle podcast YouTube channel. We clip the story there for you. <coughs> or you could just go to the episode mm-hmm. where but we talk to Nick Kiprios. Watch it. It's better. Because you get to see Kiprios with his shoulders right by his ears going, <laughs> that's so impressive. <laughs> that's like the best reaction I've ever seen a grown man have. He was the to, man. Like in adoration of another grown man. Um, and so I'm like, I'm going to ask him about this. And uh, then what I think you're about to play happened. Sports. Sorry. Here we go. Uh, I guess you can. Yeah. Oh, so, I didn't know you got this part. Well, you sent you it. sent this. I didn't realize I recorded that. But oh, so this is even worse now. Okay. <laughs> so, but play that again. Play Sports the first tip. couple seconds again. I, I think I know where you're going here. Sportsnet. Sorry. Here we go. Uh, I guess you can. Yeah. Pause. I guess you can. So. I start with Sportsnet, and he goes, I guess you can. I, As in, like, can I talk to you? Mm-hmm. So I began with, and I didn't record this part, I guess. I go, uh, can I ask you a few questions? And he goes, who are you with? Mm. And I go, Sportsnet. And his response was, I guess you can. You know why? Because he knows. He remembers wow. you. Wow. I oh, think he, he remembers Steve Absolutely saying, not. No, he remembers. No. He, he's like, this is the guy not. that asked me to no. hold a cookie above my head. I'm not a clown. No, he saw him. He's like, this is just some internet dude or some guy who got in here. Clearly, this guy I, lives in his mother's basement. So, yeah. I, you got uh, you got these little press passes that you could clip onto whatever, and I wasn't wearing it. Mm, there you go. And so he was just like, who is this schmuck? Okay, this fair enough. Fan. And so we begin with, that. what a great start. Can I ask you a few questions? Who are you with? I'm with Sportsnet. I guess you can. Okay. <laughs> and he laughed, but he wasn't kidding <laughs> at all. Go ahead. So I had, uh, oh, you want to grab a picture first? Uh, so I had Nick Kiprios on my podcast recently, and he was telling some old Ranger stories. And he told this legendary story of one time he was in the China Club. The bouncer walks up to you, and he goes, I got the St. Louis Blues outside. And you said, eh, give it about 40 minutes. Uh, I, I, I don't recall that. Uh, we always try to help each other out on or off the ice. So, uh, But uh, Nick probably has a better memory than me. But I don't remember. You don't remember? Okay. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Oh, Sportsnet. Wow. And I wish there was video. I wish there was video of the face where he's just going, I don't fucking ask me this. I regret ever saying yes. Get the fuck away from me, you little shit. He big timed you so hard. Not even big timed. Like, I've never felt so. Less than human. <laughs> I've never felt so I, worthless. I'm gonna throw a, talking to Mark. Messier. I'm gonna throw a theory forward. You didn't warm him up. And you already. You there were, was no time. There was no time. So it was gonna to be one up. question. That's right? why you, you shouldn't have to. Well, you do though. No, but, but you Jesse, should, you, you do have to. You know, but you do. So that's that's life, uh, right? He's been at this shit since the early '80s. Get in, get out. Right. There's no. I don't have time to warm him up. Well, like I Jay just. Leno. Here's what I like, would have said. Here's what I would have said. Ask him a couple sweet little questions. Is it an honor? How great is this year on it? I was lucky to get one. He started with, <laughs> I guess you can ask me questions. I think that's why, because I you bet you, shit. I bet you, if you'd given, if, if, if you'd ask how, what an honor this is, because here's, I think where you lost I'm him. I'm a grown ass man. Yeah. I think where you lost him 
and I, I'm just telling you as your friend, I think where you lost him was Nick Kiprios was on my podcast. As soon as that... Should I have said show? Because, yes, yes. Soon as you say podcast, most people are like illegitimate, don't care, you don't matter. And it's not anything... It's You know what, Adam? No good person worth talking to thinks that way. There are You're many 100% who think that way. right. There's many who think that way and I don't want to talk to them. That is the second and last time I will talk to Mark Messier. Wow. wow. Not that he gives a shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's like... He doesn't want to be talked to. He just doesn't want to be talked to in that context. Yeah. I'm sure he... No, be, and, and I'm not trying to fair. rip on him. No. Like, but like... It's Some like, people don't like being interviewed, and that's okay. It's like... Um, I was kind of tweeting back and forth with people about this today. If I walk into the Leafs room mm-hmm. today for, in, for interviews, I'm going to Morgan Riley. I'm going to Nazem Kadri. And that's yeah. it. Like, I'm not going to bug Austin Matthews. Well, Brooks Austin Matthews too. isn't going to give me anything. Yeah, I'll go to Brooks like, for sure. For a good quote. For a good quote. JVR, actually. Yeah, he's he, all right. He's okay. I'm not going to Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews isn't going to give me anything. For the same reason, like, I wouldn't have gone up to Phil Kessel when he was a Leaf. Because, nope. not because I think he's a dick. No. It's I just know he's not going to give me anything. We kept saying, what does Phil Kessel give you when you talk to Phil Kessel? Nothing. Yeah. And that's okay. But it's, it's, so, yeah. And, Adam, and you know what? I didn't have to warm up Guy Lafleur. I didn't have to warm up Phil Esposito. Mm-hmm. They were warm. They were warm already. I'm just saying. And I asked them more questions. Adam. Than I'm I just saying, I interview Mark. people every day, guys. Every single day. And I know you do too. I know. I'm just saying. the I, I And I'm not criticizing you. I understand the situation. Mm-hmm. However, I feel like you ran into a guy who maybe just didn't want to talk to anyone that day. Fine. You're that, at a public event. Day, you're going to have to deal day, with it. You're at a public that, event. That you're going to sure, Let's it. give him the benefit of the doubt. That day. Let's say that day. I think personally, if you had, if you had used, the, if you had swayed in there with the flattery, oh, Mr. Messier, you know, and 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 you're not blowing smoke. The man accomplished amazing things. You say you accomplished some great things. This is another thing to add to the trophy case. Are you going to frame a stamp and put it up in your trophy case at Adam, home? Have some fun with him. He's Warm so him up. great. That he knows. He doesn't need me to say these things. Of course I know I'm great. I'm getting my own stamp. It's right behind me in a giant poster, kid. Get on with your fucking stupid questions for your shitty, stupid podcast. Adam. Yes. If you were at this stamp unveiling event, Mm -hmm. do you think you could have gotten Mark Messe to comment on Caprios' store? You know what? I think not. I don't think so. Because I don't think... Having interviewed Mark Messier myself... Um, there it is. There it is. What I've I done it too. I know. Oh, I've I've interviewed him a couple times. How? And, okay. And no, no. Okay. Finish. Finish. Mark Messier is extraordinarily well media trained. As in, Mark Messier won't give you an answer he doesn't want to give you. He's one of those guys locks it down. And and there are some does guys. He, that, does he um, make you send the questions beforehand? No, Taylor Swift does. Well, I've heard. Uh, I've heard he- Taylor Swift made me send uh, Taylor Swift's management. I'm not sure Taylor's like that. Taylor Swift's management was mm. wholly okay. stringent. Mm. It's like Britney Spears' management. Same thing. There's not a lot of people in the world bigger than Taylor Swift. That's okay. I guess. I guess. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying I don't think I. I don't think it was wrong if you'd ask the question either. I don't think anything you did there was wrong. Yeah. I just if, think it's if hilarious. If someone makes you send them questions first, like. Adam doesn't work for Taylor Swift. He's not on her PR team. But that's so how he's they... just helping her promote her. Yeah. Yeah. But she doesn't need this interview. And she And I don't and... need her. I really don't need a Taylor Swift interview either. My so show what is the just fine without. What are either of you yeah. doing there? 
Well, is what I'm saying. I think you know how many useless interviews there are in the world. Oh, so many, so many, so many. Like but, that interview didn't need to happen. But there are <laughs> so many. Think about like that's that's like saying you know an e, two ECHL hockey games don't matter because it doesn't get you any closer to the Stanley Cup, right? You still have to you still have to play. No. You have to do those <laughs> little things. Like. You have to do those little things to get to the bigger things. How do you become Barbara Walters? Well, you do a bunch of little interviews that don't matter with people who don't know you, mm. and then all of a sudden you be- develop a pedigree, and then all of a sudden you're Barbara Walters. Adam, yes. You've spoken to Mark Messier twice? I have. Oh, how long? How long were the conversations? Two or three minutes each. Mm. Did they go well? Well enough. I mean, he was talking, he was there to promote things. So you, if oh. you he's talking mm. about the things he's promoting. Oh. Mm. Which I guess he was there to promote the stamps. Oh. Mm. But what did you ask him No, about? he wasn't there to promote the stamps. He was there to be awarded the stamp. That's different. Did you okay. ask him any fun questions? I got to imagine I tried. he was paid to be there. But. I tried. I tried with the Leafs, and he gave me his question, or he gave me an answer much like he gave Steve, which was, well, you know, they're all trying really hard, basically. Give me Phil Esposito 10 days out of 10. Yeah, because Phil will tell you what he feels. Yeah. One of my favorite hockey interviews ever is Phil Esposito when Canada was losing in the Canada-Russia series in 72, and he's going, we're trying real hard out here. Like, <laughs> Shut up, we'll figure it out. Yeah, like, he's <laughs> like, he he was like, he, he... He was like, "Give us a break!" Kind of. It was. A, it's a beautiful, beautiful interview, um, and that's what I love about him. He's candid, Steve. I'm not criticizing you. I think you did the right thing. I, I, you know what? I think it was just that I was like, I, I I'm just saying, maybe, maybe, maybe play up the fact yeah. that you're here and this is a momentous mm-hmm. occasion, and yeah. then hit him with the oh, and also a funny little personal story. Yeah, it has been my experience. Now you've done. Way more interviews. That's than not me. necessarily true. Way more high profile interviews. Not necessarily oh, true. Hundred, no, Adam, no, fuck off. I don't think that's true. <laughs> you interviewed Paul Henderson true. yesterday morning. We hung out for several hours, and it wasn't even an important enough event in your life for you to mention it to me. I found out from Twitter <laughs> that you interviewed Paul Henderson because that's just another day in the life of Adam Wilde. Steve, on average, you that's, interview that is a that is a season maker you for have, me. You I had get one of those Jordan Everly's phone number, man. Like nope, I, I, no, I have no, Jordan Everly. His number from when he was with the Regina Pats. In terms of interviewing. You know who's going to answer that? An old lady who lives in Regina. <laughs> in, in a week, you'll maybe interview what? Like five hockey players? Uh, during the season? It depends on the week. You most hockey most players, weeks man, are zero. Huge. They're huge. Yeah, most, most weeks it's zero. You go a whole summer, it's probably five guys. If you go to a couple events. It depends. Yeah, like if there's tournaments or like Adam, G camp or something For an like that. entire year, you're doing interviews every morning on a television show. Okay, so yeah. you probably interviewed a lot more people than Steve. Stop being modest. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I, Adam I feels bad. I, no, I yeah, no, I don't. I don't mean this. Don't, this is I'm not, not a self-aggrandizement that. moment. No, like, no, I don't no, know no, 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 no. Numbers wise, don't downplay the numbers. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm looking into the camera. Adam is a huge fucking deal. I'm not. Okay. No, that's not true. No. Adam is a that, huge that's deal. The thing is that I'm it, not. Yeah, but it's just, I'm just saying the numbers. Just because you talk to people who are a huge deal doesn't make you a huge deal, and you got to keep that. Adam's Ryan Seacrest. You got to keep that definitely not. Handsomer, also not. <laughs> he has Ryan's a nicer a bum. That um, was a great was Ryan bum. Thank you. Seacrest named one of the top 100 hottest people in Canada. He absolutely he was, was not. not. It was Adam and Jay Barrish. I was also not, not named one of the top 100 hottest people. It's top 50. On that note, let's do the press conference. Oh, man, before you say shit like that, you have to go, yo, 
I'm not a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Adam's super Fuck. hot fire. I didn't know that. Oh, oh, I didn't God. know that. All right. Oh, we wow. got, we got no, time for our walk-in. We're not done. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. We got we to do the press conference because we got time for like two, three questions. Okay, let me wrap oh, yeah. it up. Let me wrap, wrap it up. Wrap it up quick. So, all that, all that... <laughs> Hey, you're so great, and here's your accomplishment. It has been my experience in my piddly ass amount of interviews. Which is that not I've true. Done. You have done I a ton. know, I'm fucking with yeah. you. In the in the amount of interviews I've done, I've found that to simply be a waste of time. Okay. It's a waste of the player's time. They don't care. Okay. The presser. S D P. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. Steve. Fair enough. Yes. You hate a lot of things. Like Uber. <laughs> I don't hate Uber. Um, you hate a lot of things well, that maybe rely if you hanging out in the on... You hate a lot of things that rely on human interaction and the kindness of strangers. What other humanity-benefiting activities do you despise? This is from Reddit. He hates... He humanity-benefiting hates activities? Here's, here's one. Who the fuck said that? Here's, here's, here's one. Ready? Yeah, PETA is huge on pushing Uber. Steve hates Get asking for food. Steve yeah. hates asking for when food. he goes over to someone's yeah. place or no 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 at a restaurant he hates asking for his own ordering order. yeah hates ordering food hates asking for his own order True. yes yes <laughs> not because it's because I'm shy I'm oh. I'm shy when it comes to that because as I've said as an Italian there's listen Italians and food if you're not Italian you just don't understand it's like okay I I think I've told the story before Mrs Dangle. And her brothers mm-hmm. will openly at the dinner table criticize their mom's cooking. Oh my god! Say you need more sauce, but that's mortifying. Yeah, I could. That's do that. mortifying to me. My mom wasn't born in Italy, so she would simply just get offended. My Nona would have busted my lip <laughs> if I said something about her soup. <laughs> With a, she would have taken off that straw kind of wooden ass sandal and just beat me in the mouth of it. <laughs> And because and like breaking bread with someone, even if you're paying them for it, it's it's one of the things I enjoy most on planet Earth. I'll sit down at a, at a fancy restaurant the same way I sit down at a fancy spoon. I sit down and I go, "Ooh boy, food's coming." It's one of my favorite things ever. And there's something weird. About I almost I ne- I would never want to come across as rude mm-hmm. or pushy with whoever's handling my food because I'm so grateful that they're bringing me my food. We got time for one more question. Oh, only one. That's it. Would you rather have John? No, Tomorella? no. Here, go ahead and warm me up. I'm going to pretend to be Mark Messier. Brought to you by Panago or <laughs> Panago Pizza. Would you rather have John Tortorella as Leafs coach for the next two years? Or Michelle Terrian as coach of the Marlies for the last two seasons. Sorry, oh. say that again. Okay. Tortorella, mm-hmm. coach of the Leafs for the next two years. Terrian as coach of the Marlies for the previous two seasons. Oh my God. Terrian is coach of the Marlies for the previous two. Because the first season's a write off. They weren't that good, that deep. Last season, they were. But one season of coaching can be undone. Yes. In development. Now, oh man, do we have the same William Nylander though? And do we have the same Connor Brown? No, but the same William Nylander and Connor Brown are in there. In mm. there. So what Adam, okay, I like what Adam's saying. It would it would take a couple it years would take of more undoing. time to undo the damage Tortorella is going to do over the next two, mm. than to undo the hypothetical damage Tarion would have done in the previous two. All right. There you go. Wow. 
Well, I hope Messier, Tortorella, and Terrian skip this podcast. I, <laughs> I need to give Adam a hug. I need to give Adam a hug. Why? Because I, I, I was just fucking with you, man. No, no. What, You're a what? fancy man. Thank you. And a famous fancy person. No, I feel bad because I, your mic I don't want to... Cre- Here's the thing, Steve. I didn't yeah. want to criticize your interviewing skills. I just... I, Except for you did. But I, uh, <laughs> I was just like... You were just like a guy... Like, imagine somebody comes up to you. How many podcasts in your life do you know that are legitimate podcasts? Everybody says they have a podcast, but like... If you have a podcast, Adam, just shouldn't... Most podcast. people are like, oh, a podcast? Yeah, I listen to Steve Austin's or Joe Rogan's or Mark Maron's or the right, history uh, of... Some- Mich- Merrick vs. Wyshynski. Merrick vs. Wyshynski, for sure. Burke. And everybody else sucks, right? Everybody else has a podcast in their basement, but then you're not legitimate, right? That's how they're going to look at it. I'm just saying... I'm not saying you have to like it. I'm just saying that's how it is. I'm currently sitting here not being hugged, but whatever. No. <laughs> All right. Oh, you, can, you can also you can also drive me the to way, the podcast. Steve Dangle. Oh, Let me also just, say I didn't I didn't like chastise you though. No. This what? Episode. Mm-hmm. Let me also so say that I was at I was at coffee before the <laughs> show with a very famous uh, Toronto radio personality. Oh. And he said uh, I don't want to name names because I don't name drop, but what I'll tell it? you after. Um, he said, "I." He doesn't name drop. He said, "This is a guy who is not Dean Blundell, who is not of that gener- who is of the Messier generation." And he said, "Oh yeah, you're a part of the Steve Dangle podcast." He said, "I've heard nothing but amazing things about that." Fucking guy. right, you have. Just, uh, just which, saying. Which to me says, "I'd rather talk to that guy than Mark Messier." And quickly before we go, there was an issue with Hockey Night and Cinema, as in Adam Wilde got excited and really wanted to talk about it, and we hadn't had the go go ahead. I just got emailed while we were no, it's not while we were doing the podcast that we are officially a go. Hockey Night and Cinema is on October the fifteenth. Now Steve is going to be tweeting out the official link, which has not been actually tweeted out yet. When uh, I'm going to tweet it out. Um, will the podcast be up, Jesse? By when? By uh, first intermission of the game tonight? Sure, yes. Okay. 100%. So game yeah. two of the World Cup of Hockey is happening tonight. I'm going to be tweeting out the link, the Eventbrite link, for uh, the October 15th Hockey Night in Cinema around, let's say, 8.30 Just p.m. Eastern. At, yes, at first intermission of game two. I'm going to tweet it, and I'm only doing this so that it's fair. Because a lot of people clicked the link last time, and it was first intermission of the game, and they were like, where the hell's my ticket? So... The answer is, here are your tickets. And also, blame Wild. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. I just got excited, man. Can you blame me? It's Hockey Night Cinema. It was a little bit my fault. It was mostly Adam's fault, though. I mean, let's go. Follow the guys on Twitter, at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness.